signs of the end times are all around us. We will analyze many of these events and reveal their correlation with Bible prophecy on this edition of End of the Age. Well, it is true. The signs of the end times are all around us. And I'm going to show you many of the events that correlate with prophecies written 2,000 to 2,500 years ago on this edition of End of the Age. The first one, the prophecies foretell the end time world government will be established and it's going to be led by the reborn Holy Roman Empire or the current European Union. Not the United States, not Russia, not China. And it will be in power until the second coming of Jesus Christ when he comes back to establish his kingdom here on the earth. The prophecy is found in Daniel chapter 2, verse 42 through 44. And the Bible says, And as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly clay, So the kingdom, symbolizing the reborn Holy Roman Empire or the current European Union, shall be partly strong and partly fragile. And as you saw iron mixed with ceramic clay, they will mingle with the seed of men, but they will not adhere to one another, just as iron does not mix with clay. And in the days of these kings, this is very important, in the days of these kings or in the days of this kingdom, um that the, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall not be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever. So this kingdom is going to last. This reborn Holy Roman Empire, this current European Union will be ahead over the world government and it, that is the um, situation that's going to last until the second coming of Jesus Christ. Well, there's an article from Social Europe. The article is entitled, The European Union and Global Governance. So I want to go through a few excerpts from the article. Listen how detailed this is and how it correlates to a 2,500-year-old prophecy. The European Union's strategic ambition must not be just to carve out a niche for itself among the major powers but to reshape global governance. How did Daniel, all the way back in Babylonian captivity 2,500 years ago, understand that there would be an entity, the reborn Holy Roman Empire, the current European Union, that would be a head over to global governance, and now we have articles today that say in Europe's ambitions are to be the lead in a global governing body? And it continues by saying, with a conference back in February organized by the European Union Institute for Security Studies and the Portuguese presidency, the EU launched a public discussion 
on the main objectives for its foreign policy and the means for their realization. The resulting strategic compass, as they call it, is expected to be adopted in the first half of 2022. Effective political subjects must unite behind a standard, as with the United States and the Soviet Union, at the end of the First World War, when the former set out to build a world safe for democracy, while the latter spearheaded a global socialist revolution. If the European Union merely sets out to navigate this vast ocean represented by the old post-war international order, talking about world government here, based on the Westphalian system, then it will, it, the EU will remain under the sway of other world powers. That's not their goal, though. International politics is no longer governed by these two former superpowers. The article says that the bipolar world order is over. And in its place, a multipolar system is haphazardly emerging with major new players such as China, India, Brazil, and Australia coming on the scene. And the EU is saying, hey, we, 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 we're not going to stand for that. We need to have our place at the table, which is exactly what Daniel prophesied back in Daniel chapter 2. So given that balance of power of the multipolar system, thus this oscillates dangerously between uh, cooperation and conflict with rival powers, mainly the U.S., China, Russia, jockeying for global dominance. But it states the European Union must carve out a specific role of its own. A full, it's going to be a fulfillment of Bible prophecy, everybody. We're living through this right now. The union, therefore, stands at an existential crossroads. If it wants to weigh in as a world power, we're talking about the European Union here, as a world power on equal footing with others, it must equip itself with military weapons worthy of a great technological power, including nuclear weapons. So Europe is saying, hey, we need to develop nuclear weapons and accept the ideology of nationalism, in short, become the European nation-state. Not nation-states, plural, but one big state. Or else, while not giving up on the idea of having its own military force in line with its principle of strategic autonomy, it must strive to play a unifying role in the construction of a peaceful international order. They're talking about a world government. However, we know that in the end time, it's not going to be peaceful. The Antichrist is going to come to power on a platform of peace. But the last three and a half years, it's not going to be anything near peaceful. So the article goes on to say that the European Union has the power to sedate aspirations to dominance of the great powers. But by championing a multilateral approach, more of a global governing approach. And it can foster the equal participation of all states in the handling of common affairs, in the quest for solutions to the pressing issues facing our planet, i.e. Climate, the climate crisis, economic convergence between rich and poor countries, a fair system of commercial relations, and the reigning in of this international finance and now that is so powerful that it represents a threat to the independence and stability of all the world's states. Now, it says this, and I'm quoting, this strategic objective can be termed as global governance. They're telling you exactly what their goal is. 
a peaceful, cooperative, post-Westphalian order based essentially on the international institutions created by the U.S. after the Second World War, with the United States, the, the International Criminal Court, the World Bank, all these different things, but with the adjustments necessary to replace U.S. dominance, that's what the goal is, by a system of equal participation of all states in the management of global interdependence. Not independence, but interdependence. It's the goal of a world government, and their goal is for the European Union to set at the helm. And this is a 2,500-year-old prophecy playing out right before our very eyes. Major Internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. We've seen Bible prophecy fulfilled like never before. From the halls of the United Nations to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, End Time Ministries continues to reveal the Bible prophecy in the news headlines around the world every day. Whether it's through our broadcast or online at our Jerusalem Prophecy College, your gifts enable us to put vital materials in the hands of those who need it most. Because of you, we continue to replace fear with faith in the hearts of Christians around the world. We will continue to see prophecy come to pass at an even swifter pace. We need your support. Your donation of any amount enables us to continue to broadcast and be a voice in the ever-growing censored media. To become a partner or give a one-time gift, visit endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME right now. That's 800-363-8463. Go online now. Visit endtime.com. I've got a very quick announcement that I need to make about this upcoming weekend. On April 17th, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., we'll be doing a prophecy conference out at the Abundant Life Church in Gladewater, Texas. Uh, That's 409 Money Street in Gladewater. And on Saturday night, I'll be teaching uh, the future according to Bible prophecy, the giant timeline we created. And then on Sunday morning at 10 a.m., to 12 p.m. We'll be doing the an updated um, prophecy uh, update and we'll be doing a Q&A session. And if you'd like to come and join us, we'd love to have you out there. We've already got a lot of people that are going to be there. And so um, join us out in Gladewater this weekend. Looking forward to a great conference. Now, in getting back to the article, one of the ways that the EU is looking to help 
with the uh, the governance, the global governance of the financing for the financing sector is special drawing rights. Uh, SDRs, that's what they're called, were created by the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, in back in 1969. And the SDR is a it's a reserve asset that can be traded between countries in exchange for liquidity or cash. And each time that the IMF decides to issue a new allocation of SDRs, the organization is basically acting as an international central bank. And so European leaders have now launched a proposal which can be viewed, and I'm quoting, as a first step towards global governance. They say that uh, toward the, with, um, together with the United Nations, Secretary General Antonio Guterres, the chair of the African Union, uh, Macky Sall, Emmanuel Macron of France, Angela Merkel of Germany, Charles Michael and Ursula, uh, Ursula von der Leyen um, have said that they are in favor of an extraordinary issue of special drawing rights by the International Monetary Fund to overcome the pandemic crisis and to fight global warming. Now, this is the European Union working with the United Nations here. For the time being, this proposal remains vague, but it could represent a genuine breakthrough in international cooperation. Normally, only about one-third of the SDRs are allocated to emerging countries. But they're saying in an emergency, the entire issue could be assigned to the United Nations, the seat of world government in the world today, to, to set up an extraordinary fund, part of which could be used to fund a global health system. Boy, that sounds awesome, doesn't it? A global health system ran by the United Nations? As recommended by the, this pan-European commission on health and sustainable development, there it is. It always goes back to the sustainable development goals, which is the, 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 um, the blueprint, the socialistic blueprint of the United Nations to govern every person on the planet. And with the rest of this, these SDRs allocated to the global green deal to fund research into this renewable energy and uh, mitigation measures to poor countries. So the citizens of the world would then understand that international solidarity can be translated into effective policies. This is all global governance speak, everybody. So given that SDRs are based on a, a basket of currencies, which include the dollar, the euro, the yen, the renminbi, and sterling, the creation of an extraordinary fund for the United Nations would represent a key step towards global governance. That's the goal. The major world powers, or the, the, the ruble as, as yet excluded, would begin to cooperate openly on a plan to recover from the pandemic, save the planet from this environmental co uh, collapse, and get this, they actually say that extensive use of SDRs would be a sort of a world currency. In lieu of the Bancor, uh, John Maynard uh, Keynes unsuccessfully advocated at Bretton Woods in 1944, and, but these would help supposedly help stabilize the international monetary uh, and financial systems now dominated by a vast flow of stateless capital. And so what are we talking about here, everybody? They actually say these are policies designed to forge global governance. 
and that it would not only produce substantial economic and social fruits, but also promote this peaceful cooperation among the major powers. The problem is, is that somebody always has to be the leader, right? The EU is saying, hey, that should be us. World leaders must not pursue short-term gains for their citizens at the expense of the planet's other inhabitants. European citizens know that a war between the EU member states is impossible today. If steady progress towards global governance, world government, is made, the day will come when there will no longer be physical, ideological, or political barriers separating the citizens of the world. In other words, if we have a stronger, more powerful world government that the EU leads, everything's going to be all right. Well, that's exactly what the Bible says is going to happen in the end time. The EU is going to lead the world government. The Antichrist and the false prophet will come from the EU. And this will be the situation that lasts throughout the Great Tribulation all the way to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Again, this is mentioned in Daniel chapter 2. It's also mentioned again, the ten-horned beast in Daniel chapter 7. It's mentioned again in Revelation 13. It's mentioned again in Revelation 17. It's all throughout the prophecies that are geared towards the end time. And we're watching these things come to pass as we speak. So are we living in the end time? Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind. Let me give you another proof. Luke chapter 17, verse 29 through 30. The Bible says, But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone and heaven and destroyed them all. You understand the situation, uh, the total immoral debauchery that was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. The Bible says, Even so, just as it was in the days of Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah, when they were destroyed, even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Now, I used to think, well, that's going to be impossible because we can't, we're, we're, especially in America, we're never going to get back to the time when it was as bad as it was in Sodom and Gomorrah. But folks, we've seen those days happen now. We're living through that. There, there is some rampant debauchery, total immoral acts going on, unnatural acts. I mean, in the end time, folks will be doing things that are unnatural acts with their bodies and totally diametrically opposed to the Bible. And one of the things that I'm going to mention today would be the Daily Wire came up with, uh, or they published an article that said that the NCAA unequivocally supports transgender student athletes. Now, you understand, as, as female athletes around the country fight to keep biological men from competing with them, the National Collegiate Athletic Association has just announced its unequivocal support for transgender student athletes. A young man that believes, it was 17, 18, in college maybe 20, 21, 22, that believes he's a female and wants to participate in the track team or uh, uh, the basketball team or whatever, the NCAA has just said unequivocally that it supports the transgender community and has expressed no misgivings about the real prospect of biological men out-competing women in their given sport. So what did they say exactly? Well, the NCAA Board of Governors 
firmly and unequivocally supports the opportunity for transgender student-athletes to compete in college sports. This commitment is grounded in, they said, in the, the NCAA said, in our values of inclusion and fair competition. How is that fair competition? I mean, so I'm 6'3", about 280, 285. How would that be fair for me to compete on a, a, on a girl's team where everybody's 5'8", 5'9", and about 150. That, that's not fair in anybody's book. It's, it's just the mindset in, in a lot of people in America, these agendas that are being pushed. The Bible says, hey, just like it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, when Lot came out of that and it was destroyed, it's going to be like that in the last days. And we see people nowadays that these agendas are being pushed and... It it makes no sense. But because people, the Bible says in Romans chapter 1, because people did not like to acknowledge God, that he would turn them over to do things that are just simply not natural. And we're seeing that happening in 2021. It's another absolute proof we're living in the end time. Let me give you another one. Matthew chapter 24, verse 3 through 5. This is the Olivet Discourse. And... You understand that the disciples took Jesus, showed him the temple, and he, he told him in the beginning of the chapter 24, he said, hey, you guys, all this stuff's coming down. Not one stone's going to be left upon another. And it was like cold water in the face of the, of the disciples, and they, they just, they set him down on the Mount of Olives. They wanted to talk to him, and they said, the Bible says, this will be starting in verse 3, now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, as Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives, The disciples came to him privately and they said, Lord, tell us, when when will these things be? What's going to be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Those are the two most important questions. And Jesus answered and said unto them, You take heed that no man deceives you, for many are going to come in my name. Now he's talking to us. He's talking, they said, what's going to be the sign of your coming to the end of the age? So he says, hey. Take heed that no man deceive you, for many are going to come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and and will deceive many. There's there's going to be deceptive messages. There's going to be people that are saying, hey, we're, we're Christians, but they're going to be deceiving many. And you've got to be careful, everybody. Um, CNS News and many news sources just reported lately that President Biden just recently said that the Holy Koran reminds us that God is the light of the heavens and the earth. Now, President Joe Biden put out a statement on Monday in honor of the beginning of the Muslim month of Ramadan. He actually stated that uh, Jill, his wife Jill, and I send our warmest greetings to the best wishes of Muslim communities in the United States and around the world. And and this is President Joe Biden, and he said, uh, Ramadan Kareem. And then he said, the Holy Quran reminds us that God is the light of the heavens and the earth who leads us out of darkness to the light. President Joe Biden actually said that. However, I know as a Christian that the Bible is the only book that has the words to eternal life. There's no other book that has the words to eternal life, folks. So I can't mislead people or deceive people by possibly pointing them 
to another book, especially someone who claims to be a Christian. But the Bible does say this, and this is a fulfillment of prophecy, everybody. That's why you better know the word of God. You better know what you believe. And it's got to be based upon the truth. Second Timothy chapter three, verse one through five, the Bible says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasures rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, claiming to be a Christian, but deny the power thereof. And from such these people turn away from them. But then it jumps down to verse 13 through 17 and it says, but evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and be deceived. But you must continue in the things that you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures. You have known the Bible, not any other book, not a self-help book, not any other religious book. But you've known the Bible and the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation. That's the key point. There's no other book on the planet that can bring you to salvation that has the words to eternal life. And it goes on to say, uh, make you wise to salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. All Scripture is given by God. All biblical scripture is given by God, by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Folks, it's the Bible. That's the one we're looking to. We're not looking to any other religious book for our hope of eternal life or anything else. And we're not looking for a self-help book for some type of plan of salvation or for another God. We're looking to the Bible. Jesus Christ said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man goes to the Father but by me. And so make sure in the end times that you know the truth. Because Jesus said, take heed that no man deceives you. For many are going to come into my name. They're going to, a lot of people are going to say, well, hey, we're Christian. But they're going to be deceiving people with their deceptive messages. So that's why it's imperative that you know the Word of God in these last days. That you understand the truth of the Word of God because there's so many deceptive messages out there. You've got to know the truth if you're going to make it. And so that's why it's imperative that you get in a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. That you're in a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-study. And JPC, the Jerusalem Prophecy College, it's one of the best ones I know of. You can sign up for that today. Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. This book by Irvin's grandson provides 30 days of devotion that will enhance your relationship with God and others. Authentic illustrations from early morning devotions at end time will help you find your purpose and eliminate fears. Commit to taking this 30-day journey and experience real life change. Get your book for only $14.99. Call 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com slash move. 
Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. You know, everybody, that's one of the things that you should really, really consider doing is joining, uh, subscribing to the Jerusalem Prophecy College online. And it's very easy. www.jerusalemprophecycollege.com And you can subscribe there and start your classes. Enroll in your first semester. It's really easy. It's just a series of DVDs and there's Q&A after and there's a midterm and there's a final and you can go through all the outlines and everything. And I'm telling you, it will really, really enrich your life. And it's a college that you can go through online. There's nothing, to my knowledge, there's nothing like it on the planet. Every time I've went through it, I, I learned something new. Irvin Baxter's teaching it. It is awesome. And it's not just prophecy. The, a big majority of the Jerusalem Prophecy College is, it is prophecy, but it's also biblical foundational principles that teach you about the Word of God. Because in a lot of ways, society has moved way off of a lot of what the Bible teaches. And the Bible talks about the Spirit-led life, salvation, uh, holiness without which no man shall see the Lord, um, the different doctrines of the Bible, all these different biblical foundational principles that you can ask most people out there on the street and they'll look at, at you like they, they've just, they, they don't have like a deer in the headlights. And so, but yet there's people on the outside that are, have a deceptive message that are trying to sway the minds of people. And so you've got to know what you believe and you've got to know the truth. You've got to know the truth of the Bible because there are very deceptive messages running around. And the Jerusalem Prophecy College is why we established it. We had, we had people around the world saying, hey, do we, when we established our Jerusalem Prophecy College in Jerusalem, the physical building, we had people from all over the world saying, hey, do we have to go there to attend the college? And we said, no, because uh, myself and a couple other guys teach there every Thursday morning physically from our studio here. And so... We've had people all over the world say, hey, do we have to physically go there? Well, in the beginning you did, but now that we put it online, you can be anywhere in the world and subscribe to 
the Jerusalem Prophecy College and start and enrolling your first semester. It's real easy. It's really cheap. And you just start working your way through the college. So um, this is a good time to, to go join. And I've got a lot of people that have done it and said, wow, this really changed my life. I didn't realize all that was in the Bible. I mean, the first um, semester is understanding the Bible. Let me just ask you, do you really feel where you're at today that you have a good grasp of the knowledge of the Bible, the thesis of the Bible, what it's for, what it's supposed to be? Why, why, why did God give us this book? A lot of people won't even crack it open because they don't understand it. But once you understand what it's for, what it's trying to do, the, 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 um, the, the, the message behind it, the thesis of it, it really is a, the most, it's the most awesome book to read because it has the words to eternal life. God's doing something in that book. It's a living book. So uh, understanding the first semester, understanding the Bible. Then the next is keys to spiritual growth. You need to learn to live a spirit-led life. Well, I don't have a clue to do how to do that. It's very important. I'm actually going to be preaching at our church tonight here in Garland, Texas. And my message is going to be the spirit-led life. And I haven't told anybody else that, but I'm telling you now. <laughs> so um, it's very, very important that you learn to lead a spirit-led life. God is talking to everybody. But not everybody yields to his voice. But I'm going to tell you before it's all over with, you're going to want to make sure you yield to that voice and be spirit led. So very, very important. Um, And then there's three on uh, the life and teachings of Jesus Christ, three semesters. And then the final semester is Satan defeated, sonship restored. So uh, you'll it will really enrich your life. I'm telling you. So that's easy. www.jerusalemprophecycollege.com. Enroll. Start your classes and I'm, I'm, it, it'll change the way you read the Bible, the way you pray, the way you live your life. It's awesome. So, okay, um, let's get back into the signs of the end times. My next proof would be that the prophecies foretell the establishment of a world government just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ and the Battle of Armageddon. This is happening in many ways. I mean, I've got, I could stay here for days and just go over all the different ways that they're trying to implement a world government. But I wanted to come at it from a way that you may not have heard before. LifeSite News, they reported that how global warming alarmism is being used to promote population control and abortion. And you think, wow, I I never have thought of it like that either. Then you need to hear this. It's very important because This is the ongoing fulfillment of Bible prophecy, a 2,000-year-old prophecy in Revelation 13. So the science on man-made global warming theory, that is in dispute. Now, there are a lot of of, of, uh, news sources that would love to say, no, no, the science is settled. Hillary Clinton, the science is settled. No, the, the science is never settled. And the article goes on to say that global warming is being used by global elites and the United Nations to advance population control through abortion and sterilization. And this is evident with the Paris Climate Agreement. You say, the Paris Climate Agreement? I thought that was all about the temp- controlling the temperature of the earth. And now you're trying to tie abortion in with it. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. So over the past three weeks... 
uh, a, uh, a, a entity called the Campaign Life Coalition received tons of press as a result of uh, the Conservative Party's National Policy Convention. And that's because their voters guide for the convention delegates contributed to the defeat of a policy resolution by a 54 to 46 percent, uh, 54 percent no, 46 percent yes vote, which would have adopted as official conservative policy this language. And I'm quoting, we recognize that climate change is real. The conservative party is willing to act. And so their voters guide instructed delegates to vote against the policy resolution providing the following statement to explain their guidance. And I'm quoting again. The science on man-made global warming theory is in dispute. Okay, so that goes against the United Nations. That goes against all the mainstream uh, media sources. We're disputing this man-made global warming? Yeah, because it's not—it's a hoax. And that global warming is being used by global elites and the United Nations to advance population control through abortion and sterilization, and this is evident within the Paris Climate Agreement. So, many people have never heard of any connection between climate change politics and population control or abortion. So, I want to discuss the climate change population control connection so that all of you pro-lifers are aware that it does exist. According to LifeSite News, which I think has been totally banned from YouTube or something, that, and this is that cancel culture we're going through, that there's good reason to be skeptical about the end is nigh narrative being pushed about with religious fervor in our politics, schools, and even from the pulpit in many churches. Now, <coughs> it's not the end, <coughs> from my perspective, it's not the end that you're thinking of, the, the end of the age end, when the Lord's going to come back, put his, set up his kingdom here on the earth. No. It's the end of the world from the propaganda of global warming, climate change, United Nations propaganda by Al Gore and all the rest of them. So the author here writes that knowing that the theory of man-made global warming is still in dispute by a great number of scientists, that that can bolster the confidence of pro-lifers in confronting hysterical climate change predictions which are fueling this demands for population control and justifying abortion in the minds of many. You say, well, how's that? Well, many propagandists are questioning, hey, are babies a threat to the planet? Now, this is where it gets way out there, folks. But there are people that are supposed to be intelligent that are pushing these narratives. So the problem with global warming alarmism is that humans are seen as the problem. Babies are viewed as little carbon footprint threats to the planet. And the argument goes something like this, that the larger the human population, the greater our carbon footprint, and hence, the more we humans threaten the environment and planetary survival. Even though God created us and put us here, we're the problem, we're destroying the planet, and this, that, and the other. So, God's in control of all this at the end of the day. This is just a false narrative that's being pushed to scare you. So the the crazy narrative 
that the world will end in 12 years has been pushed for a couple years, for several years by Al Gore, the leading U.S. Democrat Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the United Nations, and many other world leaders and influencers. You understand, all these uh, climate change meetings that they've had, um, the Paris Climate Agreement, all these different things are pushed, and it's all propaganda. There's a goal behind it all. They're pushing world government is what they're doing. Wealth redistribution, the socialistic principle of wealth redistribution. But believe it or not, the fear-mongering about man-made global warming has even led to a, now get this, a voluntary human extinction movement. V-H-E-M. In 2009, just three years after Al Gore's 2006 documentary film, An Inconvenient Truth, which promoted the global warming theory to a worldwide audience, the VHEM, this group, was established. 2009. VHEM is an environmental movement that calls for all people to abstain from reproduction in order to cause the gradual voluntary extinction of mankind. You say, I can't even believe these kind of things exist. Yes, they do exist in 2021. It's crazy. And it's all based on propaganda. This VHEM supports human extinction primarily because, in the group's view, it would prevent environmental degradation. On VHEM's website, the group actually explains that, and I'm quoting, choosing to refrain from adding another human being greatly reduces our potential greenhouse gas emissions. And claims that not creating another human being saves 58.6 tons of CO2 per year. Now, there's, folks, I, I'm, I don't very seldom get speechless, but some of this stuff almost gets me to where I can't say anything. The human extinction movement explicitly promotes abortion and sterilization as solutions to the allegedly man-made climate crisis. And they state that pregnancy should be prevented whenever possible. And it promotes a prestigious award for humans who choose sterilization in order to save the planet. See how they've got all this tied together like a big cobweb? And there's another influential global warming alarmist, and that's billionaire activist Bill Gates, who has railed against overpopulation for many years Warning of this ecological collapses that will be caused by human-produced carbon dioxide. So in order to increase CO2 levels to zero, which he claims is necessary to avoid environmental catastrophe, Bill Gates has called for population reduction through reproductive health services. Guess what? That's a euphemism for abortion. And so are we in the end time? Absolutely. So many false narratives being pushed in our society nowadays and agendas. You got to know the truth, everybody. Most of us walk around day by day blind to the prophecies being fulfilled right before us. Every news report brings a new piece to the puzzle in the race towards the final seven years and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, more than ever, it is important for God's people to understand the times in which we are living. 
On November the 12th, 2013, we opened our Jerusalem Prophecy College in downtown Jerusalem. These same courses are now available online for people who are unable to attend the classes in person. We welcome students to join us and discover the link between current events and the prophecies of the Bible. Take your place in the prophecy of Daniel 11.33. Enroll in the Jerusalem Prophecy College today. Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. Now, you might be sitting there and thinking, man, I, I just can't tie all the pieces together. What's this have to do with the prophesied world government and abortion and the United Nations? Well, So we know there's going to be a prophesied end-time world government. The United Nations is the seat of that world government. The Paris Climate Agreement was a a, um, commitment, a financial commitment by all, and a a commitment to do away with so much carbon emissions to keep the earth at at a certain temperature. But it was really, uh, one of the main things was financial commitments by all the nations. It ended up being wealth redistribution is what it was. The socialistic principle of wealth redistribution. Because the United Nations, which is the seat of the world government in the earth today, is totally socialistic. So, so I'm, ha- I'm having a tr- hard tr- problem, uh, problem trying to tie all this together. So let me talk to you about the Paris Climate Agreement and the UN abortion agenda. For decades now, the United Nations, through its agencies and partner organizations, has tried to make abortion a universal human right. Through the insertion of terms such as sexual and reproductive health and rights, gender equality, um, women's empowerment into various UN resolutions. These terms, on their own, they may not raise any red flags for the general public, but when you look at how abortion activists define them in other United Nations documents, it becomes very clear that these are umbrella terms for population control through abortion on demand. So the voice of the family has, they published a great article dissecting the problematic parts of the Paris Climate Agreement within the United Nations framework and showing how It connects to the stated uh, United Nations goal of creating a universal right to abortion. More specifically, the article outlines the Paris Agreement and how it connects to goal number five of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. There's another huge aspect of world government. The Sustainable Development Goals, again, it's the socialistic blueprint for the United Nations to govern every planet on the earth. And goal number five of those sustainable development goals includes this wording. To ensure universal access to sexual and reproductive health and reproductive rights. Well, that, of course, is a euphemism for uh, abortion on demand. And now you can understand global warming alarmism is being used to promote population control and abortion. And here's the thing. Is there scientific consensus that man-made global warming is real? No, that's not true. In fact, man-made global warming theory is disputed by many 
scientists. The mainstream media has claimed that scientists all agree that global warming is primarily driven by human activity and cars and SUVs and these coal-fired power plants, which you've heard about that in the Biden administration. Hey, we're wanting to, he said in the debate with President Trump, hey, we're wanting to move off of gas and coal. Remember that? It's all based on propaganda, folks. It's not true. And it's demonstrably false. Consensus does not exist, everybody. More than uh, 31,000 scientists have signed a declaration sponsored by the Oregon Institute of Science and Medicine, which disputes the global warming thesis. That's Go to the uh, petitionproject.org. And back in January 2012, 16 eminent scientists published an article on the Wall, in the Wall Street Journal. And it was titled, No Need to Panic About Global Warming. And there are many more scientists that uh, the author could point to as evidence that man-made global warming theory is in dispute. And the only reason you've never heard about them is because the liberal news media doesn't want you to hear about them. They would never let them on, the, this, on CNN, MSNBC, some of these others. If you look into the research that's conducted by the dissenting scientists, you'll find that they point to a variety of data points which they assert cast doubt on any theory that there exists catastrophic levels of man-made global warming. You say, well, what's the goal here? Well, it's the ulterior motives. It's population control through abortion on demand. But we've got to scare people have this big, the the fear factor, the the perpetual fear mode of everybody to say, well, hey, even babies are a threat because they might put off some CO2 emissions and they're adding to the, the carbon footprint of the world. And so we need to have population control through abortion on demand. See how it's all tied together? It's, it's totally crazy thinking and it's based on a total false narrative But they don't care. All they're worried about is their agendas that they're wanting to push. You understand? Um, So this propaganda of global warming, human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change, some of this research includes what they would believe are serious flaws with the computer models used used to predict catastrophic temperature increases or the existence of um, cyclical warming and cooling periods that occurred... Throughout history, long before factories existed or humans became populous, there have been the earth has warmed up and cooled down before, before machines were ever invented. Some point to data from the uh, Vostok ice core sample, which reveals that historic CO2 increases lag behind temperature increases, not the other way around. But other research highlights the effects of Uh, Pacific Decadal Oscillation, which distributes heat around the planet in natural occurring 20 to 30 year cycles. In other words, God created a way for this planet to heat up, heat itself up, cool itself down, and God's in control of all of that. You understand? God's been in control of this since he created this planet. And the temperatures are going to change every day. But when there's a tornado, the United Nations would like to say, oh, there's climate change. We need to shut down all the coal-fired power plants 
because humans are causing that tornado or that tsunami or that volcano. Those things have been happening for thousands of years now. But because there's a narrative that's being pushed, there's an agenda that's being pushed, then this is where you get to where we're at today. And it all goes back to a 2,000-year-old prophecy where the Bible says there's going to be a world government created in the end time. We're watching that world government being established. And it's all based on a lie. The, um, the Bible says in Revelation 13, 2, that the dragon or Satan gave this entity its seat, power, and its great authority. Satan is the father of all liars. The truth is not in him. So his kingdom being established, this world government, guess what? There's no truth in that either. It's all totally propaganda. Human-induced global warming is propaganda. But yet, you've got a, a Biden administration that's wanting to spend trillions of dollars to try to get this, um, get the, um, these, us turned back to, uh, you know, solar panels and different things like that, wind turbines and move off of oil and gas. And it's all based on propaganda. You know, why do politicians in the media speak as if man-made global warming is, is an undisputed fact? Well, for one, it's a useful political tool to scare people. I mean, you're trying to scare people into voting for these, the left-wing politicians who promised this salvation from the coming environmental apocalypse, which is not going to happen. The, the, the earth is got, going to be here at least another thousand years. And so it's simply not going to happen. Everybody just relax. And, but it's also a club with which to beat the conservative politicians who are either too afraid to push back against the global warming alarmism or perhaps maybe ignorant of the scientific facts surrounding this debate. Secondly, there's a lot of, of, of money to be made by research scientists and universities who profit handsomely from government grants for research that is supportive of man-made global warming and this, this theory. Because if I am running a huge um, lab and there's a false narrative coming from the United Nations and I'm receiving my funding from them, then my lab has to come up with results that goes along with their false narrative, right? That's what's happening. It's been happening for years now. These huge labs, these research centers have come up with this false narrative of human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change because they're getting paid by the United Nations. The IPCC is one of the big ones. International Panel on Climate Change. And so this has been happening for years now, folks. This is the world we live in in 2021. What is it? It's a fulfillment of a 2,000-year-old Bible prophecy of a world government that would be established just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. We're there. And third, why, did, why are they pushing this false narrative? Because it helps advance several of the goals of the atheistic communism and socialism. These include, amongst others, a universal right to abortion, redistribution of wealth. The Sustainable Development Goals actually say in their, um, in their preamble that this would only be possible with the redistribution of wealth. That's socialism. 
concentration of power in the hands of the elites and setting up a a nature-centered quasi-spirituality to help fill the void that gets created in the human heart as these Marxists succeed in their goal of destroying a, a, a belief in God. Because you understand the United Nations is totally a humanitarian organization. No God. The only reason that they want to work with uh, a uniting of religions is to get the religions of the world on board with supporting the world governing body. That's it. The Bible says um, in Revelation 17, there's going to be a world religious system that will be in a, an alliance. It's going to be a union of politics and religion, an alliance with the world government in the end time. And this war religious system is being, has been being established for years now. And the, all this big, huge interfaith movement and everybody just get on board. And then you have the religious leaders of that that are calling for the support of the sustainable development goals. World government. We need a global political authority to uh, manage the finances of the planet and all these catastrophes and crises that are happening around. We're watching this thing being set up right now, but the Bible says there will come a time when the world government will turn on this world religious system and burn it to the ground. It's going to be done with it. It will have used this religious system for its its purposes, its goals, its, its aspirations, and then once it's become this fully functioning world government, it's going to turn and destroy the woman. Look and read in Revelation chapter 17. So now you kind of get an idea when we talk about these things. This isn't something that we just made up someday. These are 2,000 to 2,500 year old Bible prophecies that are coming to pass as we speak. And I've got many more of them. I'll never get to on this program, but we're living in the end time. We don't have to question, are we living in the end time? I don't have to guess about that. I know we're living in the end time. We're in the direct um, center of it all. And we want to make sure that you are educated because in the end time, there are things you absolutely should be doing and things you absolutely should not be participating in. And End Time Ministries End of the Age program is devoted to keeping you up to date on all of it. God bless you. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.